Hello and welcome to New Creation Common Prayer. Today we are called to worship with Psalm 16. Protect me, God, because I take refuge in you. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have nothing. Now as for the holy ones in the land, the magnificent ones that I was so happy about, let their suffering increase because they hurried after a different god. I won't participate in their blood offerings. I won't let their names cross my lips. You, Lord, are my portion, my cup. You control my destiny. The property lines have fallen beautifully for me. Yes, I have a lovely home. I will bless the Lord who advises me. Even at night, I am instructed in the depths of my mind. I always put the Lord in front of me. I will not stumble because he is on my right side. That's why my heart celebrates and my mood is joyous. Yes, my whole body will rest in safety because you won't abandon my life to the grave. You won't let your faithful followers see the pit. You teach me the way of life. In your presence is total celebration. Beautiful things are always in your right hand. Today's Old Testament reading comes out of the book of Exodus, chapter 16, verses 23 through 36. He said to them, This is what the Lord has said. Tomorrow is a day of rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you want to bake and boil what you want to boil, but you can set aside and keep all the leftovers until the next morning. So they set the leftovers aside until morning, as Moses had commanded. They didn't stink or become infested with worms. The next day, Moses said, Eat it today, because today is a Sabbath to the Lord. Today you won't find it out in the field. Six days you will gather it, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there will be nothing to gather. On the seventh day, some of the people went out to gather bread, but they found nothing. The Lord said to Moses, How long will you refuse to obey my commandments and instructions? Look, the Lord has given you the Sabbath. Therefore, on the sixth day, he gives you enough food for two days. Each of you should stay where you are and not leave your place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. The Israelite people called it manna. It was like coriander seed, white, and tasted like honey wafers. Moses said, This is what the Lord has commanded. Let an omer of it be kept safe for future generations, so that they can see the food that I used to feed you in the desert. When I brought you out of the land of Egypt, Moses said to Aaron, Take a jar, put one full omer of manna in it, then set it in the Lord's presence, where it should be kept safe for future generations. Aaron did as the Lord commanded Moses, and he put it in front of the covenant document for safekeeping. The Israelites ate manna for forty years until they came to a livable land. They ate manna until they came to the border of the land of Canaan, and omer is one tenth of an ephah. Today's epistle reading comes out of the book of 1 Peter, chapter 3, verse 14, through chapter 4, verse 6. Who will harm you if you are zealous for good? But happy are you, even if you suffer because of righteousness. Don't be terrified or upset by them. Instead, regard Christ the Lord as holy in your hearts. Whenever anyone asks you to speak of your hope, be ready to defend it. Yet do this with respectful humility maintaining a good conscience. 
Act in this way so that those who malign your good lifestyle in Christ may be ashamed when they slander you. It is better to suffer for doing good, if this could possibly be God's will, than for doing evil. Christ himself suffered on account of sins once for all, the righteous one on behalf of the unrighteous. He did this in order to bring you into the presence of God. Christ was put to death as a human but made alive by the Spirit. And it was by the Spirit that he went to preach to the spirits in prison. In the past, these spirits were disobedient, when God patiently waited during the time of Noah. Noah built an ark in which a few, that is eight, lives were rescued through water. Baptism is like that. It saves you now, not because it removes dirt from your body, but because it is the mark of a good conscience toward God. Your salvation comes through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who is at God's right side. Now that he has gone into heaven, he rules over all angels, authorities, and powers. Therefore, since Christ suffered as a human, you should also arm yourselves with his way of thinking. This is because whoever suffers is finished with sin. As a result, they don't live the rest of their human lives in ways determined by human desires, but in ways determined by God's will. You've wasted enough time doing what unbelievers desire, living in their unrestrained immorality and lust, their drunkenness and excessive feasting and wild parties and their forbidden worship of idols. They think it's strange that you don't join in these activities with the same flood of unrestrained wickedness. So they slander you. They will have to reckon with the one who is ready to judge the living and the dead. Indeed, this is the reason the good news was also preached to the dead. This happened so that although they were judged as humans according to human standards, they could live by the Spirit according to divine standards. Today's Gospel reading comes out of the Gospel of John, chapter 16, verses 1 through 15. I've said these things to you so that you won't fall away. They will expel you from the synagogue. The time is coming when those who kill you will think that, you, that they are doing a service to God. They will do these things because they don't know the Father or me. But I've said these things to you so that when their time comes, you will remember that I told you about them. I didn't say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you. But now I go away to the one who sent me. None of you ask me where are you going, yet because I have said these things to you, you are filled with sorrow. I assure you that it is better for you that I go away. If I don't go away, the companion won't come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will show the world it was wrong about sin, righteousness, and judgment. He will show the world it was wrong about sin because they don't believe in me. He will show the world it was wrong about righteousness because I'm going to the Father and you won't see me anymore. He will show the world it was wrong about judgment because this world's ruler stands condemned. I have much more to say to you, but you can't handle it now. However, when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you in all truth. He won't speak on his own, but will say whatever he hears and will proclaim to you what is to come. He will glorify me, because he will take what is mine and proclaim it to you. Everything that the Father has is mine. That's why I said that the Spirit takes what is mine and will proclaim it to you.
deep the Father's love for us, how vast beyond all measure that he should give his only Son to make a wretch his treasure. How great the pain of searing loss, the Father turns his face away, his wounds which mar the chosen one, bring many sons to glory. Behold the man upon a cross, my sin upon his shoulder. Ashamed I hear my mocking voice call out among the scoffers. It was my sin that held him there until it was accomplished his dying breath has brought me life i know that it is finished i will boast in anything, no gifts, no power, no wisdom, but I will boast in Jesus Christ, his death and resurrection. Why should I gain from his reward? I cannot give an answer, but this I know with all my heart, his wounds have paid my ransom, why should I gain from his reward, I cannot give an answer, but this I know His wounds have paid my ransom. The Nicene Creed is a statement of Christian faith that goes back all the way to the year 325. It is a recitation of the common faith among all Christians about the triune God, the world, the church, and our future hope. It holds a special place among Christian creeds of faith as the only creed that has been affirmed by the Protestant, Catholic, and Eastern Orthodox branches of Christianity. If you know it, feel free to recite it along with me. If not, take this opportunity to listen to the core of our faith that has been handed down to us for nearly 2,000 years. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, 
eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. And now let us enter into a time of prayer for ourselves, our community, and the whole world. I invite you, wherever you're joining with us, to lift up your prayers, either out loud or silently, wherever you are today. Let's pray. Lord, we pray for your church, both our local congregation and the church worldwide. Help us to be unified in our mission today and to be great co-partners with your spirit wherever we find ourselves. Lord, we pray for those who are suffering today, whether sick, injured, or oppressed. Be with them, supply their needs, and bring justice today, we pray. Lord, we pray for those who may consider us enemies, whom we have injured or offended. Grant them your peace and enable us to be peacemakers. Lord, we thank you for your many blessings, including these. And now let us pray the prayer our Lord Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. As we depart this time together, go with these words from Psalm 134. All you who serve the Lord, bless the Lord right now. All you who minister in the Lord's house at night, bless God. Lift up your hands to the sanctuary and bless the Lord. May the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth, bless you 
from Zion. Go today in the grace and peace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. If you'd like to join us for our 1045 a.m. worship service, there's a link for that in the description. We'd love to have you join us. But whatever you find yourself doing this next weekend, be blessed, and we'll see you back here on Monday. New Creation Common Prayer is a ministry of New Creation Community Online, New Creation Community Middleton, and Nampa College Church. You can find out more about our ministries by visiting nampacollegechurch.com. Today's song was How Deep the Father's Love for Us, performed by Ryan Gage and recorded and mixed by Drew McKellips. All scripture readings were out of the Common English Bible. Today's psalm reading was read by Caleb Daniels. Today's Old Testament reading was by Caleb Daniels. Today's epistle reading was by Caleb Daniels. And today's gospel reading was by Caleb Daniels. Background music for New Creation Common Prayer was created awesomely by Keller Gage. Today's devotion was produced and edited by Caleb Daniels.